Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And now, here's this Sunday's message. I'm a dog person. I know that not every person is a dog person, but I am. And I would suggest that most dogs are people dogs, if you know what I mean. And if you don't just sit with that for a minute, it'll make more sense later. But I grew up with dogs, lots of pets, which is to be expected when your dad is a veterinarian, right? And so we we had many dogs. And I think of a dog story from my childhood. And warning, this is a sad story. So if you've got young kids around, just be forewarned. But I did grow up with miniature dachshunds. And we had three. I was learning to crawl with Cindy and Winky and Blinky. I'm not making that up. Those were their names. Uh, Cindy is the one I remember the most. She was with us the longest. And when I was about eight years old, I don't know what Cindy was in dog years, uh, but she was really old. Her systems were starting to fail, her kidneys were shot, and she seemed to be in discomfort and, and even pain. And Dad finally made the hard decision that it was time to put her down. And as a licensed veterinarian, he went and, and got the appropriate drugs. And I remember so clearly where we had Cindy, she was lying on the kitchen table and my siblings were kind of around. I was the oldest. Uh, Mom was there. She was crying. And I was there kind of petting Cindy and, and helping to keep her calm. And dad gave her the lethal injection. And slowly her breathing uh, slowed down and eventually stopped. You could say she died peacefully at home. And after that, we, we dug a hole under the apple tree. We buried her there, and, and we took this cinder block and like a tombstone, and I took a giant marker and wrote Cindy on top of it, and that was to mark her grave. And it was, it was a sad experience, but it was uh, a beautiful teaching moment as well to learn about life and death and how here we were trying to be good stewards of Cindy's life. And I think of that passage from the creation story, from Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame animals, all the wild animals, and all the creatures that crawl on the earth. See, God is making all of creation, and he's saying, this is good. And then he makes human beings, and there's something different about human beings. He says, this is very good. And he gives us dominion over all of creation. And uh, I think it's a good thing because isn't it true that we love to have dominion? We love to take charge. We love to call the shots. We love to be in control. And uh, I can think of all kinds of ways in which this is exercised. Sometimes it's exercised well, this dominion, and other times Uh, we abuse the power that God has given to us. So a few quick examples. When I think of, you know, creation, animals, and plants and stuff, I think of farming and all the wonderful advances we've made in farming, right? Where everything from from grains and fruits and veggies and livestock and, and dairy, I mean, we've got food. All I have to do is go over to the fridge and open it up, and there always seems to be food there for me, which I think is is wonderful. I'm so grateful for that. But think now about abuses where we've gone beyond uh, what is appropriate. 
with regards to creation. And one obvious example that comes to mind is pollution. We've polluted the environment. We've, we've wasted. We've lived in excess. And there's a consequence to that. One example is, maybe you've heard about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. This huge area in the ocean, believed to be twice the size of Texas, where there's plastics and microplastics there, and it's, it's affecting animals and uh, all of creation. You know, as an, as an aside, one of our parishioners, Ronnie, has a real passion for the environment. She and her life group, they've started reading Pope Francis's document, Laudato Si, to understand what does the church have to say. And she does have something really important to say on this subject. And I think they want to do uh, works to respond as well. We as humans, we have dominion. And there's ways we exercise that wealth. There's ways we have abused uh, that dominion. But what about when it comes to human life? There's, it takes a different shape. And there's ways in which we've exercised that well also. I think of medicine and science. Uh, I think of everything from open-heart surgery to eyeglasses, to which I benefit. Uh, there have been so many wonderful advances. And I, th- and I think, too, of all those people who have gone into healthcare, research on the front lines, who, especially now, in the midst of a pandemic, we are so grateful to you for your service. I also think of examples where we have abused this power given to us, such as Adolf Hitler, his project of eugenics, which literally means good genes. So here he was trying to build this elite race of people with the good genes, and meanwhile eradicate everyone else. There were death camps, there were Nazis performing awful, horrible science experiments on other human beings. I think it's so obvious. We can look back on history, on on Hitler, and see this was an abuse of the power entrusted to him. Today, other examples, like, like human cloning, for example. It scares me to think, like, just because we can do something doesn't mean we should do it. And these, again, are ways in which we're starting to cross a line beyond what God originally intended when he said, let them have dominion. So how does God fit into this whole thing? I want to go to our first reading today from Ezekiel, where I'll give you a little bit of background on Ezekiel. Here's this uh, prophet from the Old Testament. He lived during the Babylonian exile around that time, and he preached, among other things, about restoration. And we have uh, this wonderful imagery uh, of, that God takes a sprig from the top of a cedar. And he transplants that over to a high and lofty mountain. And there, that tree starts to grow and flourish and, and bear fruit. And it creates shade for all these birds. And, and it's amazing. It's this place of security and happiness. And I think there's a few ways we can interpret that. One is that uh, God is saying, I, and God's the actor, I will restore my people from exile into the promised land. Once again, I'm going to do that. 
Another possible interpretation, high and lofty mountains uh, were often an image of heaven. And I think God might be speaking to our ultimate destiny. Not only are you going to be full of life here and now, I want you to be full of eternal life. I'm all about life. I love life. And I want you to experience that forever with me in heaven, the fullness of life. Now here's another line I want you to pay close attention to. God says, I bring low the high tree. I make high the low tree. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. So again, God is the one acting. These trees, by the way, they, can, they might represent kingdoms. The kingdom of Israel, the kingdom of Babylon. This kingdom of Israel was lowered, humiliated in exile. And God says, I'm going to raise them up. I'm going to bring them high again. And I'm going to lower Babylon and put them in their place. But the key is this. God is the one working. He is the one bringing this about. He's the one in charge. You could say God has absolute power over creation, over plants, over animals, over kingdom, over human life. God has absolute dominion. I want you to type that in the chat right now because this point, it really needs to stick. God has absolute dominion. He's the one who's got the dominion, and if he's, he's chosen to share it with us, it's, it's amazing to think he trusts us that much that we too can experience uh, a degree of dominion. But really, we're called to be stewards of life, not the owners. And make no mistake about that. God is the owner. He's the one with absolute dominion. We are stewards. So when I think back to that opening story about our dog, Cindy, who we had to put down, uh, I'll tell you this, we, we cared for her to the best of our ability, but as stewards, as she was approaching the end of her life, it, it wasn't easy and it wasn't fun, but it was appropriate for us to put her down, to put her out of her misery. That was part of a good an appropriate exercise of that dominion when it comes to dealing with animals. But that dominion does not extend in the same way when it comes to dealing with human beings. Just because a human is, is struggling or, or approaching the end of their life, it is not okay for us to decide we're just going to put them down. We're just going to put them out of their misery because humans are different. From animals. And we're going to unpack this more in the coming weeks. We are beginning this three-week preaching series, Author of Life. God is the author of life. He is the one who has absolute dominion over life. God loves life, and he wants to fill us with life. And that's why I think it's important that we discuss end-of-life issues, because there's so much confusion today. We're going to be talking about euthanasia and assisted suicide, or what's called made medical assistance in dying. Now, for centuries in Western culture, uh, we can basically presume that many of the values would align with Judeo-Christian values. But today, we can't take that for granted. And unfortunately, there are many examples in our own country of Canada where we have 
lost our moral anchor. I think it's, it's ironic. If you look to the Canadian crest, uh, there's this Latin motto on it. Amari usque ad mare. Which is taken from Psalm 72, which reads, May he have dominion from sea to sea. And the he here is God. May God have dominion from sea to sea. At one point in our history, this country was referred to as the dominion of Canada. It was under God's dominion, we believed. And now today, more and more, it seems like uh, we're trying to shirk off God's dominion. Everyone from our, our prime minister, our Supreme Court judges, leaders of various kinds, they are trying to assume dominion over life issues. And sometimes they've gotten it gravely wrong. And I think euthanasia is one of these examples. I'm going to give you a quick history uh, of euthanasia in our country. So in February 2015, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled to change parts of the criminal code to decriminalize euthanasia and assisted suicide. And by the way, just to define those terms, euthanasia refers to when a doctor or a nurse practitioner does something to cause death in a person. Assisted suicide is when a doctor or nurse practitioner uh, assists a person to, for them to cause their own death. June 6th. Uh, 2016. So it took some time for things to be worked out, but uh, five years ago and one week ago, euthanasia and assisted suicide were legalized in Canada. Now, this came uh, with the Medical Assistance in Dying MAID, the MAID Act, and uh, there were some restrictions that were included, so, such as you had to be at least 18 years old, you had to have the capacity to consent, you had to be experiencing a grievous and irremediable condition, so something serious and, and that was declining. You couldn't be cured of it. And finally, natural death has become reasonably foreseeable. That was the language. Now, some of those restrictions are somewhat subjective, but at least they were there. Now, this year, March 17, 2016, 20, sorry, March 17, 2021, uh, they lifted many of those restrictions or, or loosened them. And I'm not going to go into all the details, but of greatest significance, I think, is this, that natural death does not have to be reasonably foreseeable. So a person doesn't have to be dying for them to be eligible for euthanasia or assisted suicide. And what's even more scary is they, they created this temporary legislation to say that that people struggling with mental illness are, are not eligible for two years. But in March of 2023, if nothing changes, then a person with depression could be eligible for MAID. And in the last five years, over 13,000 Canadians have opted to end their lives using MAID. And the sad irony is this. You know, the whole world, has turned itself upside down in this time, right? right? We've, we've stopped travel. We've, we've uh, shut down the economy. We've, we've removed, we've given up our basic freedoms. Why? So as to save life. And our medical professionals, they've been fighting to save life. And now our country has made it easier than ever before to go to those very same medical professionals and say, help me 
end my life. This goes way beyond what God ever intended when he shared his dominion with us. Ending a human life prematurely is, is in effect, it's trying to play God. Now I realize that what I'm saying here, uh, maybe it lands very heavy for you. Maybe you're shocked to even hear some of these things. And why, why even talk about it at all? Well, as pastor, I care so much about you. I care about your future, and, and I know this. I know that every single one of us is approaching death. I just happened to celebrate my, a pretty big birthday, my 40th birthday, and Father Alex keeps reminding me that, uh, yeah, I'm getting close now. <laughs> I'm getting close. I'm approaching the end. I, we are all getting closer every single day. And uh, they actually did a recent study with all of our advances in, in science and medicine. They discovered that there is still a 100% mortality rate. <laughs> We're all going to die eventually. And in our second reading today, there's this sobering line. Paul says, for all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. All of us. And I want for all of us to be able to appear before Christ with a clear conscience. Not before our time, but when God calls us home. And I guess my request of you uh, today and over these next couple weeks is, is that you would just be open. You would be open uh, to being informed, to learning, to understanding more about this. And most importantly, not just from Father Alex or me, but from the Holy Spirit, to allow the Holy Spirit to shed light on this issue. It's possible that we've been more informed by secular media or, or even by the government. We just kind of assume, hey, if the government's legalized it, then it must be okay. And sometimes that's true, but it's not always true. And again, you can just think to uh, the government in Germany in the Second World War. I humbly ask that you would be open to what we're sharing. Next week, Father Alex, he's going to get into more depth about uh, the, the human dignity that we have that's rooted in Christ. And then in the last week, I'm going to get into some of the practical stuff, some of the, the nuts and bolts to help you make wise decisions for yourselves and for your loved ones. And all of this is in the context that, that God loves us, that God is the author of life. He actually, he loves life. He wants us to be full of life, and God is one who has absolute dominion. He's given us life. He's poured life into our hearts through the Holy Spirit at baptism, and he wants us to grow in that life and to share that life with others. I want you to imagine, just for a moment, one of your loved ones who is approaching the end of their life. And I picture my dad, amazing man I look up to, husband, the father, a veterinarian, a disciple of Jesus. He's right now in his early 70s, and he's actually in great health, uh, which, is, which is wonderful, uh, but I know that he won't live forever. And there will come a time when his health is failing. Perhaps he's suffering. Maybe it's, it's prolonged. Uh, maybe he's starting to question the point of it all. Maybe he's even starting to feel like, like a burden on other people. And if and when that 
time comes for my dad or for your loved ones. My hope is that we will respond in love to support those who are suffering. We will be present. We'll make sacrifices for people. We're going we're gonna to set aside our priorities, put them first. We're going to love them. We're going to tell them over and over again, you are not a burden. We love you. I heard this presented so clearly by a palliative care doctor in Ottawa once, where he said, so many of my patients, they beg me, doctor, help me to die. To which he responds, I will help you to live until you die. And I want to be part of a church that believes that God has absolute dominion, that that as, as a church, we know we cannot play God. We know that, that we cannot make use of medical assistance in dying. We know that we cannot endorse that for others. But I tell you what we will do. We will help you to live until you die. Thanks so much for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Have a lovely day.